Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. Hope you had a great week with your business. This week's topic comes from podcast listener Jesse. So Jesse, thank you very much for contributing this idea. And she wanted to know about uh, working from home and not specifically uh, uh, advantages or disadvantages of working from home uh, or the dream of working from home, but some practical strategies because she says that she works from home and she actually finds it a bit of a challenge. And by the way, not everybody likes working from home. I know that that's a uh, an advantage to being a freelance writer or copywriter that's often touted in the industry is, hey, you get to work from home. Isn't this great? But it's not always a, uh, a pleasant experience for everyone. I know some people who do not like working from home. Now, you all heard of the uh, pros and cons of working from home. The pros uh, are obviously you don't have to commute to an office anymore and, and work in a cubicle all day. You, you get to create the uh, kind of workspace work surrounding that you want. You can wear your pajamas all day long. And, and there are obviously uh, in many jurisdictions some tax savings as well uh, when you work from home. But there are also some um, cons to working from homes from home that uh, a lot of people uh, don't think about until they get into it and realize that it's uh, there's some disadvantages. One of them is that it's easy to be distracted working from home, especially when you have other family members. Uh, even the fridge can be a distraction. <laughs> you know, the television can be a distraction. You might go downstairs for a cup of coffee, taking a break from work, and you snap on the TV to watch the news, and pretty soon an hour has slipped by. It means you're just distractions. It's hard to maintain discipline when you're working from home. When you work at an office, at a traditional place of employment, there's kind of a built-in discipline, isn't there? Because you're, you, know, you have to show up on time, and, and there's other coworkers there, and there's just a different energy, a different structure that uh, creates a discipline for working that doesn't exist at home. Home is for relaxing, right? Not for working. So there can be some uh, disadvantages there. And also, there's also a feeling sometimes people get when they work from home of being a little disconnected from the business world. You're you're no longer in, in with the action. You're working from home. You're, there's a distance between you and the business world. So there's definitely pros and cons you want to consider. But if you are working from home or plan to, and you want to make it work for you, you want to be productive, you want to uh, be happy working from home, you want to get your work done, you want to stay sane working from home, uh, I do have some practical strategies for you on this podcast that I think is going to help, all from my own experience, because I've been working from home for 20 years now, and I, uh, I know what it's like, and I've lived those pros and cons, so I can give you some um, strategies for for making working from home work, making it work better for you, making it be a productive, energizing, pleasant experience for you uh, working from home. Uh, So let me go through these tips for you. I got seven for you. Number one is to create an ideal workspace. I mean, if you're working from home, you're in control of your workspace. You You can set aside a room and you can 
uh, decorate and equip that room exactly the way you want. Even if you don't have a room, even if it's just a, a corner of the bedroom with a desk that you're setting up as your kind of home office or a place in the basement or even uh, you're working on your kitchen table during the day while the rest of your family is away, if that's your home office space, whatever your space is, you can create that space to be exactly the way you want it. You can have, uh, you can surround it with things that, that, that you want. In my home office, for example, which is a renovated fourth bedroom of my house, I have uh, some paintings on my wall that I, that I really like. They're actually paintings that I did myself. Uh, I have, I have uh, books that I like to have. I, uh, you know, it's furnished in, in, a, in a comfortable, pleasant way. So when I go to work in the morning and go to my home office, which is on the second floor of my house, I, I'm walking into a workspace that's pleasant, that, that's comfortable, that I really like. And you can do that as well. Uh, so create an, an ideal workspace. Uh, I can't emphasize how much that, how important that is, uh, because uh, you're going to be spending a lot of time in your workspace. So you want to make it comfortable and productive and well equipped as well. Uh, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is to set rules. Set rules for yourself and set rules for your family. I remember years ago when my daughter was just a little girl and she was home a lot and she, she obviously she wanted to play with daddy and spend time with daddy and, but she, and she would know that I was in my home office, right? And we had a rule in our house that if my home office door was closed, that means you cannot interrupt daddy, you know, because he's working, daddy's working. Now, here's what happened. Uh, my daughter obviously found very inventive ways to connect with me. She would uh, write notes and slip them underneath my door and things of that nature. Uh, so she tried to get around the rules as much as she could. But that is a very important example of setting rules for yourself and your family. You know, you, uh, you need to set rules so your family understands when you can be interrupted and when you cannot be interrupted, when you're working and you're focused and you, don't want, and, and you, and you do, do not want to be interrupted by, by family members. You've got to set those rules. That's even more important when your home office is in an open space. Let's say your home office is in the kitchen during the day or the rec room in the basement or part of the living room or bedroom, something like that. You need to uh, set rules for your family members of, of when you can be interrupted, when things need to be quiet so you can work, and that way everybody understands. And I think in most families, uh, you can work out something that works well for everyone. So you need to set rules. Set rules for your family, but also set rules for yourself, you know, um, as far as when you work and, and, uh, and your workspace. And that goes to my third tip, which is tip number three, set office hours. What are your office hours? If you had a traditional job, your office hours might be 8.30 to 4.30, Monday to Friday. It might be very rigid. Now, when you work from home, you have a right to be very flexible. That's one of the advantages of working from home. You can be flexible. And you want to take advantage of that. But you still need uh, to be disciplined. And the, one of the best ways to do that is to set office hours. Your office hours can be different every day. But you do need to set them. What I like to do is I start work at the same time every day. 
I start work at 7 o'clock every day. Uh, that's just the time that works for me. 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever might work for you, okay? Whatever your office hours. But set a start time. And then when you're planning your day, you know, plan when you're going to work, when you're going to uh, uh, take some time off for lunch, when you're going to walk the dog or go to the gym or do an errand, uh, when you're going to try to wind things up at the end of the day, and block those off in your calendar. Okay, that helps you uh, become more disciplined. Because if you don't do that, then it's way too easy to uh, work for an hour and then walk the dog and then uh, maybe I'll talk to my spouse for a little while and and email some friends and whoops, it's noon already, let's have some lunch. And, and you know, by the time one o'clock rolls around, you've only done an hour's work. And that can cause a lot of stress for you. I mean, you get behind on client projects and things like that. So you don't want to do that. One of the easiest ways to do that is to set office hours and to plan your week. I use uh, an online calendar on my, uh, my MacBook. I use iCal. That, so I just block off time on my, on my calendar. But you can use whatever system you like. But set office hours and schedule your week. So uh, you know when you're working and plan for time off. And you can be as flexible as, as you like with that, but set office hours. That's number three. Number four is to experiment with alternative workspaces. I mean, if you're working at a traditional job, and I see this all the time, uh, people working in cubicles, for example, they love it when there's a change-up and they're able to work somewhere else. I do uh, a lot of uh, corporate training, in-company training, where companies will, co- will invite me in to train their marketing teams on how to write copy. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the benefits to the people who attend is that they get out of their cubicles and they're in a different workspace for that day. It's a seminar room or wherever we're holding the training. And that's one of the things they, you know, they like it. Their faces brighten up that morning because they're in a different space. And that's something that you should experiment with yourself because it can become a bit of a drudgery no matter how pleasant your workspace is, no matter how much you've decorated your workspace to be just this wonderful place that you work in every day. It can become a drudgery if you're in that workspace every single day. Try to change things up. And one of the ways that I do that is working in alternative workspaces. I mean, most often, probably 70, 80% of the time, I'll work in my home office. But you know what? Sometimes I'll pack up my laptop and work materials in my bag and I'll go to a coffee shop, a favorite coffee shop, a Starbucks or some other coffee shop. And I'll, you know, grab a cappuccino and I'll, I'll work for a couple hours there. And, you know, you, it, I feel re-energized. There's other people around me. There's chatter going on, uh, more action. It's just a different workspace. And it just helps you change things up and become more productive. And it's just uh, it's, it's a more pleasant thing. It gets you out of the drudgery of, of working in one place, in one chair, on one desk, 40 hours a week, every week. Change things up. Other alternative workspaces that other freelancers I know work at is the public library often has workspaces. And also often free Wi-Fi uh, connections. Uh, you can uh, work in, um, in shared spaces. There's a lot of this whole shared space movement, shared office space movement, where you can, uh, you know, co-working places where you can rent a place for a day. Or there's even some places that are free co-working spaces where you can drop in 
and, and work for a few hours. Um, there's all kinds of options out there. Just Google them and find these options. But experiment with alternative workspaces. Uh, unless you really like sitting in the same chair 40 hours a week in the same office 40 hours a week, um, it's really refreshing and re-energizing to change things up every once in a while. So that's tip number four. Uh, tip number five is maintain connections to the business world. Now, one of the advantages of working from home is that you're at home and it's comfortable. But one of the disadvantages is that you're not working in an office environment and therefore you can become very disconnected from the business world because you're at home. You're not in a business place. You're not in an office. So uh, you want to maintain connections with the business world. You want to you know, maintain connections with uh, other copywriters, with designers, with your clients, with people in the industry that you target. And don't just do this online. It's not enough to simply go on Facebook or LinkedIn every once in a while or go into a discussion forum online and chat with people. Yes, that's a way to make connections, but you want to make it live. You want to have in-person connections with the business world. Uh, one of the things I always recommend to freelancers is that you should always be active in the association in your target audience. You know, maybe they have meetings. You can attend a meeting. Talk to people. Talk to people in the industry face-to-face. -face. Meet them. You know, Take a referral source out for lunch. Uh, meet a new designer and, and take them out for lunch and chat them up and talk about business. You want to you talk to real people <laughs> uh, live uh, as, as often as you can. I try to do that at least once a week. In fact, I'll have lunch or uh, a coffee with a business colleague once a week, or I'll attend a conference or a boot camp or something like that, an event where I'm meeting people in, 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 in person. It helps maintain your connection with the real world because when you work from home, it can be very isolating. And you can, um, you can become a bit of a hermit, and you don't want to become a hermit. So make connections with the business world. Number six, this is particularly important, and I admit this is something that I struggle with, and that is uh, you need to roll up the sidewalk when you need to. Roll up the sidewalk is that expression that retailers often, often use. They'll say something like, uh, you know, our store closes at 6 o'clock, we roll up the sidewalk. But what that means to you is that you need to create a, um, a, a disconnection between your work life and your personal life. Uh, because when you're working from home, your work is in home, right? It's so easy to be consumed by work and to take work home with you because you're working at home, okay? So what you want to do is you, you want to create that balance where you can disconnect from your work as often as you can. One thing I've done is I have a separate business phone line and separate email accounts for businesses, uh, for my business. So, you know, when a client calls me, they're not calling me on my personal phone. They're calling me on my business phone. And the same thing for email. When, when, uh, when a client or a prospect uh, emails me, they're emailing me on my business email account, not my personal email account. That means I can disconnect from work when I need to. And, and still answer personal emails, whatever, but I still answer my phone, but uh, I can, it helps me disconnect from work. You really need to, to do that. I remember years ago when faxes, everybody had a fax. Remember those 20 years ago? Um, every time my fax went off, 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, I would just jump 
and run to my facts. It was irresistible. So it was very difficult for me to to uh, go home from work because I took work uh, work with with me all the time. So you need to create that healthy disconnection between uh, work and home. However you do it, you need to do it. In other words, you need to know when that when your office hours are over, you're closed for the day, and you're home. And finally, uh, number seven is discipline. Uh, discipline is really important. I remember years ago, I attended a, um, a workshop on how to be self-employed. And the, the woman who was leading the workshop was a self-employment expert. And the first thing she said is that the number one rule of being successfully self-employed is discipline, discipline, discipline. In other words, there's no one else to discipline you but you. There's no one else to do the work except you. Um, there's no one else to kind of kick your butt to get a client project done on time and, and, and by the deadline than you. So you have to learn the discipline. You have to learn how to be disciplined. You have to build that discipline muscle. Otherwise, working from home is going to be miserable for you because you'll always be under stress. If you're disciplined, actually, it's a lot less stress because you're getting stuff done. You're, you're disciplined about scheduling your work, starting your work, getting the work done. And that's actually a very freeing uh, uh, place to be because you're less stressed uh, when you're more disciplined. So discipline yourself. Discipline is probably the number one skill set for working successfully from home. So that's this week's B2B Running Success Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep in mind that for past episodes, you can listen to them on iTunes or go directly to b2bwritingsuccess.com. You can listen to all the past episodes right there. Plus, there's a wealth of other resources that will help you in your B2B writing or copywriting business. So I'm Steve Slomweight. Have a great week. I'll be chatting with you next week. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Slomweight. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.